You are listening to Universal Life Trinity's Soul Care, where positions are reclaimed and life is restored. Universal Life Trinity Soul Care's Surrender. Reviving, Restoring, and Repositioning the Soul. Written and read by Nevaeh Devancha Trinity. Preface. Soul Care is a program designed to assist you in strengthening various spiritual muscles required for optimizing God's gift of eternal life bestowed upon you. Each publication comes with it, practical exercises in which you can express devotion to God of your love, appreciation, and gratitude in the form of applicable actions you can implement towards well-being, wellness, and prosperity. Everything promised to us before we were shaped and formed. None of which can be achieved without the act of surrendering. Surrendering is the ultimate display of love, trust, and faith in the one power. When we surrender to God, we are giving permission to be used for all of God's intent and purposes. It is an act of putting God and the love of God above our fears, concerns, and doubts. Have you ever considered what surrendering to God would be like? How it would look? What would it take? What it may entail? Truth be told, I never considered it. But best believe your girl was on the first track to learning about it, and boy did I learn. Being a servant of God required me to be brave and courageous. It meant I had to trust in knowing God's goodness and undying love for me. It is about relinquishing all control over to an unseen force, despite what the human eyes may be seeing or have not yet seen. But most importantly, I had to walk my talk, an act proving quite challenging for me. You see, there's this thing called process. There is no getting around it. It will unfold whether we like it or not. Now, while we may not be able to avoid it, it can be slowed or accelerated. I had to go through the process necessary for me to believe in God's abilities. As silly as this may sound, it's an act many of us are unable to demonstrate due to our lack of understanding the nature of God. Yes, I knew what I knew, but what I lacked was the feeling of it being true for me. I knew God called sinners to serve, but I didn't feel like I can be one of them, especially into ministry. I never had any formal training in religious studies of any kind. As far as churches went, I stayed my distance. I wanted no parts of it, which was why I, for the life of me, couldn't fathom why God would choose me of all people when there were so many other qualified candidates who would be more fitting for the position. I had no idea how I was supposed to pull this off. I didn't have access to a building where I could hold services. I was completely clueless to building a congregation. Most of those I knew weren't interested in getting to know God past their current knowledge. 
and those who did attend Sunday morning services were not looking to change churches to even consider joining mine. Not to mention, I knew nada about the operations of running a church. Beginning to take note of my doubts, a revelation presented itself. I couldn't teach about God because I myself really didn't believe in God the way I had claimed to. If I had, I wouldn't have been fearful or doubted myself in the first place. I needed to gain more clarity on God's position. Meditating on the Word of God allowed me to fully understand God, God's function, attain an absolute knowing of the creation process, and my position in all of it. Then, and only then, was I able to surrender fully. The moment I surrendered to the love of God, life for me renewed. I was restored and repositioned within the kingdom of God, fulfilling my role as I perform my earthly duties. Another thing I took note of is my ability to rise above my lowest point, higher than the point from which I fell. Hell, I've risen above the desire to end my life and discard the most precious gift ever offered to me. Unable to see past the point of despair, I tried to quit and opt out by choosing death. But my desire was not God's will. God's plans had not yet come fully into fruition, therefore it mattered not what I wanted. God was not done with me, just like God is not done with you. And we all know God's will is always done. God's plans were bigger than my fears. God foreseen what I myself could never envision. I sold myself short. I gave myself no credit. I had absolutely no faith in me. I had given up on myself before even trying. Returning to God, purpose, meaning, and reason revealed themselves to me in the form of struggle and challenges, fitting for the role I'm called by God to fulfill. I knew what I was called to do, to bring many struggling souls to the place where I found ease, redemption, forgiveness, unlimited chances, and a love so grand any word formed in attempt to describe it devalues it. However, I wasn't prepared to have to get comfortable exposing those I love for a testimony. I didn't want to paint any family members or old friends in a negative light. I also wasn't prepared for the lack of support in my endeavors from those I held closest. And oh, how I wish I was pre-prepared for the sense of loneliness that followed, all of which left me no choice but to lean towards God and God's love for me, letting me know God is more than enough. With that being said, I've come to discover for myself, God will never position us to fail. God is all about promoting and compensating, never failure or destruction. When I look back 
and recall moments that seem like the end of the world and turn to see what I've conquered since, I know God has always been with me. I was reckless, at times heartless, but no matter what, I was never forsaken nor abandoned. Even when I couldn't see God to know God beyond my agony, God was always present, protecting me from the effects of the human experience. For instance, when the man who I was molested by as a child refrained from raping me, had he done so, I would have suffered the same fate my cousin did and perished from the AIDS virus before life truly began. But through God's grace, mercy, and protection, I was spared. And for that, I owe my life to God. If I've only learned one thing in this lifetime, if nothing else, I can never deny learning this. I too didn't handle my gift of life too well. If left in my hands and sole possession, I would have thrown it away during my first suicide attempt at the age of 12. I mean, dang, I gave up on life before the development of my prefrontal cortex. How crazy is that? Crazy, right? God showed me our freedoms come freely. While God will never impede on our freedom of choice, will and speech, God will protect us from the effects of such freedoms. Never for one moment believe God was oblivious to anything or fell short somehow. That, my love, is not godly. Therefore cannot be attributed to the nature of God. What it is, is the epitome of perfection in the absolute. And according to the biblical scriptures, God is unchanging and perfect. We are the ones who are flawed. Therefore, we must trust in the Lord and surrender to what God wants us to do. We ought to release any and all thoughts of lack and trust with all our hearts God will bring forth our desires as we become the face of God and move godly in a Christ-like manner emulating the ways of Jesus to be of service to other, for that is the will of God. When God is ready to promote you, nothing than otherwise will prosper. The story of Jonah and the whale was a clear demonstration of that. Jonah was called to travel to the great city of Nineveh and preach the word of God to the people, for their ways were everything but righteous. But Jonah decided he was going to go in the opposite direction and do his own thing in Tarshish. Traveling on his way by boat with a number of fishermen, a massive storm descended upon them. The fishermen, recognizing the will and power of God, blaming Jonah, asked what had he done to make God angry enough to send a storm such as the one over them. Jonah, taking full responsibility, requested they toss him over the side of the boat for their sake, which of course they did, but not without begging for forgiveness and mercy in the process. God, being the understanding and merciful, showed Jonah grace and placed him into the belly of a whale for three days for his safety. During that time, Jonah asked God for help. He prayed and repented. After three days, Jonah was regurgitated on the shores of Nineveh where he preached the word of God and saved the people from themselves. 
Of course, there's more to the story, and much, much more one can get from it. But for the sake of this read, we'll stop here. Like Jonah, I too tried going into my own direction and do my own thing. Instead of focusing on my ministry, I focused on making gel candles because hmm, it was familiar. Yet I struggled greatly. Asking God for help, I was redirected back to ministry. When you surrender to the will of God, you will be positioned where you can be of the best service for others. Trust God knows you better than you know yourself and the better parts of you at that. So surrender to all of God's intents and purposes for you and watch the magic unfold as you become magically delicious and spiritually redefined. Soul Care Surrender, Part 2, Reviving, Restoring, and Repositioning the Soul, written and read by Nevaeh Devansha Trinity. The process began for me in June of 2015 during an awakening experience, a series of events I wasn't ready for. Truth be told, I had to Google what unfolded to learn I experienced a Kundalini awakening. Detaching from the body and merging with the oneness of all there is was a peace and love the human mind could never grasp on its own without the direct experience of it. The eye and back of the flesh and bones expanded into nothingness as nothingness. A nothingness without sides or depths is the best way I can explain it. Now that I look back, I realize that was the moment I surrendered to the idea of death. When the electrical current began at the bottom of the feet and continued to coil upwards towards my heart, I was sure a heart attack would ensue. I didn't think my heart would be able to handle the amount of voltage traveling towards it. Then I heard a voice beyond the normal monkey chatter that shared the mind gently say, Trust and let the body do the work. I wasn't aware I wasn't breathing until I exhaled. Surrendering to what's to come, the sensation intensified past my chest area, pausing briefly at the throat, then continuing to the face, filling the circumference of the skull. Then with a force never known prior, shot out from the top of the head, taking the old me with it. I experienced death without having to die. In the interim, I became born again as the spirit self. Had this taken place while I was lying down, I would have chalked it up to my falling asleep and dreaming. But no, I was standing up and fully awake. While I found myself expanding and unable to stop it, I found the space of God and knew what eternal life meant. Death was an illusion. Hell was non-existent, at least the way I thought of it. The devil was a lie and Satan, well, misunderstood.
At first I was relieved. Going to hell for all eternity petrified me. So to experientially know for myself hell wasn't no longer an option, the happy dance was in order. But now what? Where do I go from there? Everything I knew previously shot through the crown chakra as lies and misinformation. The biggest one being my human status. I became an empty canvas. I could no longer hold any form of identity. As spirit, I held no gender, race, creed, or labels such as daughter, mother, sister, aunt, niece, cousin, or anything else for that matter. I was nothing. Not even my birth name felt right answering to. I wasn't that person any longer. It can be equated to not knowing who you are, but remembering everybody else, or better yet, feeling like an alien on planet Earth. There was so much I had to figure out. I had to relearn the makings of life, and that I did. Having to relearn everything about life, a whole new reality was created and new truths held. God is not anything of a physical nature. There's no force in existence opposing to God. Everything comes from the source of goodness and only goodness can come from goodness. God's force is the most powerful force in existence and the only force there can be Taking from itself, did God create with, from, and within. God is love in love's purest form, a love without reason, but just because. In the presence of God, fear cannot be a factor. God is unchanging and all power. God never rests from being God. Because of God, all things are possible even the undesired, and God wants us to live life fully, authentically, and graciously. God's love doesn't come from how much we believe God loves us. The love of God can be found in the awareness of the significance of your own existence. I am important where God is concerned. You are important where God is concerned. They are important where God is concerned. We are all important where God is concerned. With God, there are no flaws, only levels of God's existence. In the eyes of God, you are perfection struggling within the human experiences. Recognize God has pardoned you long before your physical existence. Every one of your transgressions has been forgiven. And God wanted us to know this. So God became flesh in the form of Jesus as an example of spiritual I am in man to teach and guide us 
through our human experiences. However, not without trials, tribulations, and transgressions. All we have to do is live the lifestyle Jesus led before becoming the Christ and follow the teachings of the gospel. In doing so, we can't help or avoid the greatness God has in store for each and every one of us as we see fit for ourselves. The hard part is truly believing it. It's hella easy to say something, but a whole different story when it's time to feel it. Without the feeling of something, one is incapable of knowing it, despite how much one professes otherwise. Jesus believed in the power of God and led a life of undying faith in the source of creation for every want, need, and desire. When he was in the desert for 40 days and tempted by Satan, Jesus leaned on the word and promises of God for salvation, support, and most importantly, strength to refrain from succumbing to fleshy desires. By all means, this is not to imply it is God's will or desire for us to suffer. That, my love, is farthest from the truth. God wants nothing more than joy, peace, goodness, ease, and serenity for us. We are meant to experience the kingdom of heaven while on this earthly plane, not after we depart the body. What sense does that make? Especially for a forgiving, loving, almighty selfless God whom only desires to use us for goodness. Suffering derives from the nature of contrast. Out of any one thing, out of the ashes arises its opposite. That's to say out of good evil is birth. Just as out of spirit the physical is manifested. So hold true, it has never been God's intent for suffering. Life just happens naturally. Trusting in Source Somewhere along the way, we've come to believe God is against us, always judging us, and because of our humanistic imperfections, God denies us. But scripture states differently. Matthew 7 verses 7 to 8 reads in the Amplified Bible's Prayer and the Golden Rule, Jesus stated, Ask and keep on asking and it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who keeps on asking receives and he who keeps on seeking finds, and to him who keeps on knocking, it will be opened. This verse emphasizes persistent and constant prayer for a specific type of experience will always be granted. Being the fair and just God God is, we are granted every desire, good, bad, and indifferent. If you plan on experiencing anything grand God has to offer, you must first learn how to communicate with God effectively. Finding an alternate way of expressing your order will make for a more enjoyable delivery. 
when communicating with God, it will serve you well to come to learn how energy, thoughts, and feelings work interconnectedly to create your reality, better known as the universal principle of attraction and repulsion, or the activities of the soul. This way, you will become comfortable communicating with God vibrationally as opposed to verbally. When you gain an innate understanding of this, you will become a master co-creator of your experiences as you build a partnership with God. When you do, minister to others who are experiencing what you've courageously overcame and conquered. Show the world they no longer have to hold the victim status or the label of a survivor, but the part of God that guarantees redemption, revelation, and reformation. Know that you are never alone. You are completely covered. You have backup. The power, which is God itself, the teachings of Jesus the Christ, and the scriptures of the Bible for long-term healing, wealth, and bliss. Trust and believe in yourself. You're no fool, even if at times you behave foolishly. You've been given the power of discernment and wisdom. Don't be afraid to exercise it. Universal Life Trinity Soul Cares Surrender Part 3 Reviving, Restoring, and Repositioning the Soul Written and read by Nevea Devonshire Trinity Developing Faith in the Process Although the act of surrendering can seem daunting, the rewards for those efforts are unlimited and unimaginable. Each blessing God is capable of gifting to us are beyond the scope of the human mind, as such space is restricted to only what has been experienced thus far. Never able to quite see clearly beyond what it does not yet know, here's where faith comes into play. And faith, as defined in the Amplified Bible, is described in Hebrews 11 verse 1 by stating, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed, of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Surrendering by far is no easy task at first. For many of us, surrendering leaves us vulnerable to painful experiences we naturally avoid. In order to exercise your faith faculty, you must trust with all your heart and every fiber of your being. You know without a shadow of a doubt, God is everything God is said to be. There are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. God is truth, love, Goodness, forgiveness, grace, patience, understanding, tolerance, unchanging, all-knowing, all-seeing, all-power, and everlasting oneness, interacting, engaging, and performing for itself to experience itself as itself through us.
In the absence of faith, so is the absence of what you truly desire. Faith comes from a knowing of a belief held true, either with or without the direct experience of it yourself. Desires voided of faith in good will cause you to experience such wishes in an unpleasant way. So you see, God has never denied you anything. You've unknowingly and unintentionally vibrationally sent out the wrong message causing you to experience exactly what you don't want. How empowering is that? Now you know there's hope. Life does get better. It doesn't always have to remain as is. In fact, it never has to remain the same because you have dominion over your experiences, both good and bad. Surrendering is hardest when God is not the source of provider. Believing in a force outside of God's presence causes fear, doubt, uncertainty, a sense of unworthiness, anxiety, and pain caused by a sense of separation from the source of you. In other words, even though God deemed me an authoritative and anointed me to teach the love God has for us, I lack the same confidence in myself because of my reliance held upon the opinions of others. While I knew God was calling me to serve, I found every excuse I could muster to combat why I wasn't ready, especially when I would compare myself to someone who appeared more established and free, established as an authoritative and free to express the glory of God in their lives. You have a gift within you that, if shared, can be of great service to mankind and a contributor in the restoration of humanity. There is no part of us wasted or rendered useless. We all have a role to play in God's experience, from the highs to the lows and across the spectrum. Individually, we are significant for God's desires. It is the very reason for your existence and all of the magically deliciousness you hold inside of you. Our gifts endowed are not to be kept to the self. We are to use them along with our personality, talents, and skills acquired for the betterment of others. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 1 to 31 tells us about our spiritual gifts and how they are to be used. Surrendering your gift for God I've always been aware of my gift of expression. I've always knew I held the power of influence when I spoke, nor was I ever afraid to speak my mind, although I didn't always speak my heart. I was never reluctant to tell you exactly what was on my mind at any given moment in hopes to either raise you or crush you to pieces. Only using it for my own selfish gain to get what I wanted, I misused my gift of the tongue. Whether it was for emotional gain or to control through manipulation the action of another. I hadn't always used my gift kindly. 
By doing so, I've hurt many people, some many times. Just thinking about it today brings pain to my heart center. I know the tongue has the ability to render someone useless, a feeling I'm all too familiar with, yet it is the same feeling that gave rise to the spirit. Wanting to share what helped me, I decided to use my gift of expression in as many ways as I can think of. I began blogging on my blog site, vlogging on my YouTube channel, podcasting and now through authoring books, which can be challenging at times, like when writer's block presents itself. There is nothing more frustrating to me than to have an idea and not know how to implement it. This is when I throw in the towel and remind myself to surrender. In other words, I walk away from it, briefly, only returning when I'm centered in truth and in God. Surrender yourself towards a better you. It is said to take 21 days to develop a new habit, but what I've also come to experience is one can develop a new belief within the same time frame as well, which seems logical since you have to acquire another belief to be able to develop a new way of being. So how does one go about thinking, feeling, and doing differently? <laughs> Through affirmations, of course. Affirmations meditated on throughout the days to follow allows the brain to create different pathways to rewire and fire. When I was first introduced to affirmations, it was difficult for me to believe in something I didn't believe. Just merely repeating something over and over again didn't work in my favor at all. On the contrary, what began to occur was more disbelief. This was due to what I was trying to believe. Trying to believe I was already successful, wealthy, and happy when my living situation, bank account, and inward sensations were showing me different proved to be an impossible task for me to do. So I stopped trying to fool myself into believing, well, the unbelievable. Redirecting my attention, I began to learn more about God. Upon learning the nature of God, how God functions, why does God function the way He does, and His purpose and desires, I no longer had to try to trick myself into believing that I am wealthy, prosperous, able, and healthy. I knew I had access to unlimited wealth, love, optimum health, and as much bliss as desired. Before I knew it, I was creating affirmations of my own built from the truths I've come to know. In the next section, you will find a few affirmations I've developed for myself that has assisted me immensely as well as prayers. I encourage you to become familiar with them so you may use them as a template for creating your own personal affirmations that'll be your guide along the way. Universal Life Trinity's Soul Care Surrender Part 4 Reviving, Restoring, and Repositioning the Soul 
Written and read by Nevea Devonshire Trinity. Affirmations for Endurance For as long as I am doing for others what they cannot do for themselves, God will do for me all I cannot. That was the first affirmation I created as a base of my foundation for stability, trust, and the restoration of my belief in God. I became unshakable. After a while, no one can make me doubt God or God's love and desires for me. I've witnessed too many blessings and the consistency of God to return a doubter. I've tried and tested and came out on top every single time I did a certain thing a certain way. When I spoke or moved in uplifting ways, God would shift me for the most glorious experience never imagined. No matter what presented itself to me, my faith was unwavering. I was confident God would have my back for as long as I had the back of others. Affirmation for Intention Setting I come to you as a vessel to serve as a means for you to communicate and work through me for your ways. I am not here on my own accord but for your will to be done through me. I will only speak your words as you flow through me without resistance to your nature and goodness. I am honored to be chosen as your servant for healing, truth, goodness, and love for the sake of another. Prior to surrendering to the will of God, I set my intentions before becoming a counsel to another. Doing this allows me to set a platform from which I want to deliver my message. Without it, chances are I will become arrogant in my teachings when faced with resistance and no one gains anything positive. Affirmation for grounding. All is taking place within the space of God. I can choose at any given moment which part of Divine's mind to occupy, for I am that of spirit, formless, spaceless, without density or matter. I am wavy. I am armed with the soul as I reside in the body. No harm will come to that which is me when I am doing what's right, good, and loving nor will there be any lack. God is my infinite supplier, never denying me anything at any time. When I find myself becoming nervous or anxious about life's circumstances or a desired outcome, I return to my foundation of truth and return back to the realm of spirit as spirit. And remember, I was created to experience goodness, whatever that may be.
Prayers Prayer for Encouragement With God I am everything God say I am. I can do everything God say I can do. I have everything God says I possess. I can be everything God say I can become. I am a believer, not a doubter. God shows me proof of evidence daily through manifested demonstrations. And so it is. Of course, there are moments in my days where I am experiencing a lack of courage and I am in need of a prayer instead. Prayers used as reminders of my position in the space of God and the purpose of my very existence. Whenever we give up our body to do God's bidding, we are greatly rewarded. I can tell you right now, I may just be getting started with the ministry, but I feel something bigger than I am picturing today. That I am confident of. And it warms my heart to liquid knowing you are a part of my endeavors. Because of the presence of God and you, life is worth living. Oh, did I mention ease and unrelenting momentum towards better and bigger things to come? Trust and believe me when I tell you, when you surrender, you will have found your place within the kingdom of God as you position yourself in the space of heaven as the offspring of God living a magically delicious life. Prayer for Surrendering this moment, I step into my greatness and do what I was ordained by you to do, to be the vessel you need to reach those trapped in the human experience for the sole purpose of salvation, redemption, and release from that which constricts the flow of you. Allow your voice to guide the tongue. Let it be you flowing through me as your message rests within the heart of the receiver. Use me as your representative of the Holy Gospel and your sanctified words. And so it is. This prayer is used before every coaching session and Bible study. Keeping me focused on the task at hand, it allows me to exercise patience and understanding when faced with resistance. Thank you for tuning in to Universal Life Trinity Center for Spiritual Living.